Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Horick. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. I'm also going to be at the Business Rocks Tech, Music, and Investment Summit recording shows live in Manchester, England, April 21st and 22nd, where Steve Wozniak is headlining. More information about the summit is on the show website at buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Ben Engelkaysen, founder and CEO of Planet of the Apps. Ben, welcome to the show. Hi, Kevin. Kevin, thank you for having me here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. I, I think what you guys are doing is um, very cool and, and, and it's kind of interesting and I think you guys have a lot of knowledge to kind of share. But maybe before we kind of get into covering exactly what uh, Planet of the Apps is, let's get to know you a little bit better and kind of cover your background and maybe where you grew up. Um, okay, As, uh, so I'm an Israeli. You can hear my accent. Uh, I was born and raised in Tel Aviv, Israel, except for uh, several years where I grew up in South Africa, but most of my life uh, was living, uh, I lived in Tel Aviv. Okay, so what made you go to South Africa for a period of time? Uh, my parents were sender for, uh, by their company for several years. Got you. Okay, and then what made you go back? Just, again, your parents moving? Yeah, it wasn't uh, under my decision. I was a small kid. Sure. <laughs> so uh, I'm curious then... Um, what what did you kind of growing up? What kind of got you passionate about getting into technology? So, um, as, uh, as for a starter, I'm uh, tech savvy. Okay, okay. I, I really I'm, uh, I'm I try new technologies, new gadgets all the time. Uh, I'm a early adopter, as you know, marketers uh, say. Sure, uh, sure. I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. And like most of my generation, I experienced the merge of the computer era, the, the beginning of the internet, and the different waves of gadgets and games. Uh, you remember, like the Discman, the Game Boy. My mom just actually found my like original Game Boy in the basement, and I, I took it home. I've yet to fire it back up, but I'm sure it still works. So I'm, I'm excited to just like play with it again, <laughs> even as an adult. So I keep all my gadgets in, in home in boxes that uh, one day I will open a small museum for myself and show my kids. That's awesome. So I'm, I'm curious then, how did you kind of, like did you go to university and, and what did you take in university? So yeah, I went to a college next to Tel Aviv. Uh, it's called the IDC uh, in, in Herzliya, inter, inter, the IDC in Herzliya, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, where I uh, went to the Zell Entrepreneurship Program, Sam Zell from okay. Chicago, uh, where I re reconnected uh, with my childhood friend, Yair, uh, who is also my partner in Plant of the Apps. So, uh, but before going to university, to college, um, I went to, uh, I went to, I went in, I'm sorry, I need to cut this after, but uh, okay. Before going into college, I went to, uh, the Navy because in Israel it's comp compulsory to go to, to do a military, military service. Okay. So how long did you, were you in the military? I, I joined the Navy and went to the Naval Academy and uh, volunteered to be a submarine officer where I ser served almost seven years. This wow. is where I, I uh, my first real exposure to what is real high tech. Sure. And this gave me the encouragement and uh, to to pursue a career in high tech after the after the, my military service and, and 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 college. So so what was it about being you know in, in the navy that kind of 
dis- you really decided? Like, was there a defining kind of moment where you're like, oh my God, I got to like, just get into this industry? I don't think there's a really defining moment. Um, in Israel, I want to say it's very common, but there are a lot of people around my, uh, uh, of my friends who went into, into high-tech industry and startup. It, it's quite a, uh, a regular path moving from the military to the university and then pursuing a career in high-tech. But the fact that I was in a very complex uh, machine uh, that give me that that's a enlightened the the passion to go to high tech. Interesting. Okay, so you 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 were in the navy, then you went to university. Um, what what did you end up doing after you you graduated the university? So after a very very short career in uh, in, in strategic consulting, I uh, I joined PowerMat, uh, which uh, uh, creates wireless uh, charging uh, capabilities. Totally know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. And I worked closely with the uh, founder and CEO Rand Polyakin. Okay. Who later took me to his uh, venture creation group, uh, Profiscope, to uh, go and work with him there. And a part of the group, I founded uh, Planet of the Apps. Okay, so. What exactly is Planet of the Apps, and, and what was the idea behind kind of founding that? So I, I did mention I went to the, you know, I was a kid uh, in the 80s and the 90s and all the video games area, and the fact that I was in the submarine, in, in, in a way, it's like a very big game, okay? Interesting, yeah, sure. And I was, you know, I uh, always loved games. And uh, me and my partner, Yair, who I mentioned that I met back in school, we decided to, to open this game studio which is, first of all, based next to Jerusalem, which is quite unique. Most of the game studios in Israel are based are in Tel Aviv area. Okay. Uh, and we are a full-stack game studio. And what makes us unique is the combination of our portfolio as a product business model and the fact that we're doing everything in-house. We are a full-stack operation model. Okay, so how, how big is your team then? Uh, we're 12 people, ranging from designers, developers, marketing, uh, monetization people, uh, and of course, business development. Okay, so, so I guess, like, what was the, like, what got you kind of deciding, well, I just want to start this instead of kind of going to work at maybe another game studio? Um, I think that uh, it's a part of the fact that I wanted to do something different. Okay. Uh, our organization, Yale and I, uh, decided to create an organization that is nothing uh, that is not resembled to other places. It's a very flat organization. We we encourage creativity, encourage the the the, the team members to bring ideas and bring them to life. Because only by self fulfillment uh, will you will create great games that our users will love as well. Sure. No, that that that's interesting because. I played a bunch of your games, and they're they're very well done. I love the artwork. Um, they're very addicting, and it, it's interesting because what kind of got me fascinated about what you guys are doing is there's so many people doing, um, you know, obviously kind of stuff in the Android iOS space, and a lot of people are struggling. and And you guys have seemed to do not only really well, but you guys are getting noticed. You're, you're, you know, you constantly get featured kind of in the different app stores and, and whatnot. And, and so I kind of just wanted to have a conversation with you guys to kind of, you know, learn a little bit about kind of exactly what you guys do and kind of how you guys go about doing that. But maybe let's step back a little bit and kind of cover 
how exactly do you guys kind of come up with a game concept? Um, game concept, like I said, we, we, we encourage each of the staff members to, to bring new ideas. But okay. the challenge is, like I said, it's not, it's not the ideas, it's the execution of the ideas. Sure. And, and the ideas come from everywhere. It might, sound like, it might sound like a cliche, but it really comes from everywhere, from the, how the items are organized on your desk to how when you're trying to get into a traffic circle. Everything is a game. But the challenge is, is, to, bring, the challenge is to bring it into the small screen and to make it fun enough that the user will come back and tell their friends. Sure. So, so do you just basically, how do you guys submit, like, I, like, okay, you have the whole team kind of coming up with ideas, but how do you submit an idea to the rest of the team? And then how do you kind of go about deciding which, which idea you're going to, you know, actually turn into a, a game? So as a first step, once we think an idea is, is, is compelling enough, we build a sure. prototype. A okay. small prototype, and we try and we run it by our team members, the rest of the team members, and by a selected few members of the community. We have a very, very close community. And this stage serves as a pre-alpha or an alpha stage. Okay. And it gives us the, the, the tools to decide where, whether we are, uh, uh, we're going to take this game to full production okay. to just kill it and go to the next game. And throughout the production cycle, once it's going uh, to a full production cycle, we work very closely with our community of beta testers and get their feedback all the time in order to create uh, the best game possible to the users. Okay, interesting. So I'm curious, like how much effort put into kind of a prototype do you, you know, do you have your like illustrators and whatever come up with like rough characters or... Do you, how far do you kind of take the actual prototype? So, first of all, the prototype is done by, on, on a whiteboard. You just play okay. the game like, uh, uh, like you play every game. Um, and you see if there's a, 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 a something that you can play with. And gotcha. that, uh, it depends. Sometimes we do an actual prototype on, on different uh, programs. Usually it takes us between one day to two days. And, and then we just release it to different devices and play with them. Interesting. Okay, so do you usually start with Android or iOS first, or, or does it depend kind of on the, the type of game you're building? It depends on the type of game and the developer who executed. Some of the developers prefer iOS, some of the developers prefer Android. So it's, um, Got you. So you have dedicated Android team and a dedicated iOS team? Um, no, uh, just some of them knows, because we, we develop actually on Unity. I don't know oh, okay. That was going to be my next question. Exactly. Okay. We develop uh, with Unity and it allows us uh, 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 cross-promotion capability, uh, uh, cross-platform capabilities. Sure. Uh, um, uh, but the, some, uh, some of the developers prefer just to export it to iOS and some to uh, Android. Okay, I got you. Um, okay, so you, you, build, you build like a version. You, you, you start running it kind of internally and externally. How do you decide who you 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 know give it to outside of the team to kind of validate the idea so i did mention our community and uh, within this community we have a very very selected uh, um, community members uh, okay. who really appreciate their thoughts uh, and, and ideas and those are the ones who usually uh, we share the games with okay so how do you kind of decide 
who's part of this um, special community of people that get these kind of early versions of these games? I guess it's like a friendship, you know. Uh, if you meet someone new, you won't uh, tell him all your secrets immediately. You need to develop uh, a special bond in a way because it's not, it's not, uh, uh, it's not just someone from the street. We, we know them for a while and, and, and it's a trust, a trust uh, issue. They trust Got us you. and we trust them. Okay, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. So I'm, I'm curious then, so you get, you, you, te you test it internally into a select group of people and then how do you go about, what's kind of the next steps? Do you basically get their feedback, put it back into the prototype or, or how does that kind of work? So, yes, uh, most definitely we get their feedback to the prototype and then we, if we decide to take it to full production, Okay. Uh, we 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 uh, we're adding more community members uh, to take part of the process, uh, and we get their feedback on the fly, and we're improving the game all the time. Uh, of course, we're getting feedback for the rest of the team until we have a fully polished game that is ready to be marketed uh, for, uh, to the rest of the world. Sure. So how I, I get depending on how complex the game is and whatnot, but roughly how long does it take you? you guys to go from kind of the prototype to being ready for production? Like you said, it depends. It depends on the, the size of the game. There are games that we can produce in really several weeks and there are games that we produce in several months. Uh, sometimes you, you, you understand that you have a very good thing in your hands after two weeks and then you just keep polishing it until it, it, it's perfect. Okay. No, that makes a lot of sense. Is there kind of a minimum amount of time like is it usually you can do it in like two weeks like a bare minimum or is it kind of it, it really just depends it really just depends okay. there, yeah. are, there, there are games that are not involved with so many characters and animation uh, and, and it's just a very very smart gameplay and sometimes very smart gameplay doesn't depend doesn't require a long production uh, uh, of time a long production cycle sure okay no that makes sense so I'm, I'm kind of curious. So you build, you have this thing, it's done. Kind of, do you, at what point do you really start kind of marketing this thing? Um, do you do it kind of before the game launches, kind of after? At, at what point do you guys kind of start marketing these things? So we, we soft launch the games usually in, a select, okay. in selected countries. Okay. And, and uh, we check, and this, is the and this is the point all the numbers are starting to kick in. Uh, as I said, we are managing a portfolio of games, and all the games are interconnected to a uh, central uh, uh, to a central hub that we've built. We call it the cockpit. It's a okay. place where all the games are uh, are controlled uh, from the server, and we get all the uh, different data into one place. And there we check all the retention rates, uh, the stickiness of the games, how well, uh, how well is it monetized. And then we decide whether to go to full launch immediately or to improve the game and then go to full launch. Okay, so you, okay, so you collect a bunch of data. Is there specific countries that you guys launch in kind of in this kind of beta soft launch thing or does it really depend on the type of game and then you pick the countries you're going to launch that type of game in first? Yeah, it, it depends. It, it really depends on the type of the game and try to match the, the specific game to a specific country, at the beginning at least. 
Yeah, no, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And so at what point do you, how long do you kind of do this round of kind of the soft launch before you decide to launch the game? Or does it really depend on how, how well the game's received or not received? Um, we, 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 we usually uh, try to have a, uh, at least several weeks of soft launch in order to collect enough da uh, data and take, okay. and, and take good decisions. Okay, that makes, and then you go back and refine what you need to refine and then launch to the rest of the world? Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully that uh, we hope that we nailed it on the first uh, on the first round. But usually we need to take another round and and re and relaunch it uh, worldwide. Okay, but that's not too bad. Like I, I think that's a really good process actually, and I, I love the idea that you're you're getting it in the hands of people as early as possible, and then even when you have like you think you have a production ready version, you just roll it out to certain select countries that you think the game will do well and get you the best kind of feedback. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. So, okay, so you launch this thing to the world. What, what do you guys do to market this thing? Because I, like the space is, is quite crowded nowadays with, there's lots of people, right? Doing this stuff. So how do you guys kind of go about marketing this thing? So we use a, a combination of methods, uh, but at the, at the end of the day, it's again all about the users because the users are the one who decide whether the game will succeed or not. It's it's amazing that our last six games were featured by Apple, but eventually, if the user will not love the games, they will not tell their friends about the games and and, and will not spread around. And in addition, influencers on YouTube or different reviewers and bloggers and people like you, Kevin, you you are the one who who, who make the change in addition to the users. And a lot of marketing efforts right now go towards building this community. We want to build our own ambassadors of loyal users and to build this very, very close relationship with them. And obviously, all of those efforts are coupled with very strong user acquisition efforts. Sure. No, that, that's actually really good advice for people out there, that you guys are almost like targeting different types of people that can almost like help promote your game because you're right if, if somebody likes something they will tell their friends and what and whatnot and and that makes a lot of sense and you you mentioned your last few games have been featured by apple is that i i know that's kind of a mystery to some people do you have any insight on or tips on how how you guys got kind of featured in that um i think uh, again it sounds like a cliche but you really need to Stay loyal to yourself, not to try and, and, and copy other studios or other games. We're trying to innovate with different gameplays, with different design, with different, uh, uh, with different approach for the games. And we're trying to do everything um, as we believe it should. It should. And we you know, just send them and, and, and hope for the good. And, and, and for the time being... Um, uh, the people in Apple, you know, saw that we're good enough to be featured, and uh, uh, we hope that it will continue. Sure. No, I, I think that's awesome, and congrats on that, because that's actually really impressive that you guys, you know, you did it more, like, doing it once is impressive, but the fact that you've done it um, a handful of times is is very impressive, and, and, and that's awesome. And you guys have, last time I checked, just, you have over 20 games now, is, is that correct? We have uh, 25 games. Yeah, wow. But, so, uh, yeah, 25 games. Maybe, maybe let's kind of just for the listener out there that that hasn't heard of you guys or hasn't played any of your games, do you maybe want to run through um kind of a couple games that you guys have recently built? You know, just mention the name, 
kind of roughly the gameplay and, and, and anything else you want to kind of talk about on, you know, mention maybe two or three games and kind of what they're about and how you go about kind of playing with playing them? Yeah, first of all, you can find all our games uh, if you type on your phone on Safari, iOS, or Chrome on the Android, play, P-O-A.co, and it will send you directly to our portfolio in either the Google Play or the iTunes Store. But uh, just a few of our uh, recent releases, we have a Sticky Balls DX, which is a game where you control uh, balls and we need to... Uh, uh, um, uh, Separate. separate them into two different balls and pass different obstacles. It sounds very uh, easy. It's not easy at all, and it's very, very addicting. I, I was actually playing that. I, I've been playing that the last, I don't know, couple of weeks. And, like, it, it is crazy addictive, actually. I was I, I was playing it quite a bit the last little while. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really glad you say that because it's really, really, really addicting, much more than we expected. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I, in some ways, I would almost compare it to like a Flappy Bird kind of addicting. Um, yeah, it's it's it, uh, I want to have the addic- addictiveness of Flappy Bird, but uh, but really in a different approach. Uh, sure. Well, the gameplay is different, but it's the yeah. same kind of like addicting kind of thing, right? Exactly, exactly that. Uh, we, you know, uh, some of my team members don't like me to think that, but I like to say that we're doing the number one games for number twos. And uh, interesting. if you understand what I'm saying and the rest of the listeners are understanding what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. In addition, we've released Planktons, which is a game where you play uh, a plankton in the sea and you need to avoid jellyfish. Uh, sounds very cute and simple, but here again, a very, very addicting gameplay with a very new uh, and a very uh, new and challenging uh, control of the game. Or even... Uh, sure. We have a game called Major Tom Space Adventure. Yes, I was also playing this one too. And Major Tom uh, is going to have a huge update because uh, after a long discussion with the community, we understood we need to do some major updates there. And we're going to have a huge, uh, not a huge update, a very major update uh, next week or the week after that. Um, And in a way, it was released two weeks before uh, David Boy's death. And it wasn't planned like so, and and we and and for us it was in a way very special. Uh, sure, we managed to release a game called Major Tom before his death. Um, and in in addition, our last game that was released is called Frenzy Ball, which is a very very crazy game uh, where you it's a combination of snake and pong, and people from my age at least really appreciate this game. Sure. That's awesome. No, so I, I think that makes a lot of sense. So I'm kind of curious to, to get into, um, you guys kind of do the, the f- freemium or kind of in-app purchase type type game. Do you want to maybe kind of talk about why you kind of decide to, to give kind of at least a bunch of the game away for free compared to just charging right out of the gate? I think that uh, we are in an era that people are expecting uh, to get free stuff, but they know sure. they, they have to pay for it by watching ads. And you can right. see it everywhere you go, right? Um, we, I believe in, uh, let's say, a quality quantity, okay? I want my game to reach as many people as possible. And I want to, deli- to deliver them the best experience possible. And I will never deliver a game that is, is disrespecting my users. 
all of my games are in high quality. All of our games are in very high quality, uh, but and, and for free. But I'm just asking very minor thing. Watch the videos. Watch the interstitials. This is how I make my money. Sure. No, that that makes a lot of sense. And and so, how's the like? How's the feedback been on kind of that model? It seems to be working. Uh, yeah, they, they, they are the users who are complaining of too many ads. I don't know, they're expecting from, I know, game studios, not just, not just us, all the game studios to just produce games for free, but, uh, we need to make our uh, money somehow, and, and this is how we make our money from this, and of course, uh, items that, that users are buying in the game. Sure, no, that makes a lot of sense. Like, I, I think a lot of people don't realize how much time, effort, go into building this stuff and, and supporting the new versions of, um, you know, the actual OS software on a yearly basis. Exactly. And I, I think it makes a lot of sense that, you know, you guys need to keep monetizing these things. And, you know, it's, it's kind of unfair for people to just pay, you know, 99 cents one time and expect it to work for the next like five years, right? It's just, it's unrealistic. It, it, it's just kind of weird that, in the mobile space that people just expect this, right? Of, of like people like yourself. No, it, it, it's logical, but I think that uh, a, uh, especially the young generation understands understand that this is the way the world works, the new world works, that you get something for free, but you need to pay for it by watching ads or doing something else for, for it. Sure. You guys basically... Um, you know, you, you decided to go back to some of your previous games and do a bunch of major updates. Kind of, what was the real reason behind that? Did you, you got a bunch of user feedback? Um, what was kind of the reason you decided to go back and, you know, add some new stuff to a bunch of games that you've released in the past? It, it's exactly that. It's, it's uh, the, the, the feedback from the community. The community asked from us, add more balls to sticky balls. The community okay. suggested... Uh, you can add more characters to planktons. To planktons, uh, the users are the ones who said you have a bug here. We have a problem there. You should do this and this. It would be very cool if if the character will do uh, will jump over the hill when he gets the ball in balls and holes, for instance. Sure. So this is and, and we really appreciate the community. They are the ones who are most important for us. Sure, that makes it a lot of sense. So. You get all. You probably get tons of requests in, in probably a bunch of your games. What? How do you go about deciding which kind of you know new features or additions to add, and which are kind of just like that'd be nice, but we don't really have time for that right now. It's exactly that. It, we, we have a, a list of features, and then we see okay. uh, uh, how much time it will take us to develop it. Uh, how, uh, 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 how, F f to what extent the, the, the users uh, will enjoy it, will it help to the overall game, uh, could it maybe help to other, uh, to other of our games, could it be something that we can utilize to, to more than one game. And then we think together, uh, the team, the technical team, and the marketing team, and the design team, and we think what will do best for the game and which feature will be added. And I should mention, we give full credit to the community members who help us make better games and better updates. Okay, so when you say full credit, what does that mean? Like, do you just put them in the credits, or, or how does that work? Exactly, full credit, in the credits themselves, and there are the ones who, we send them swag, t-shirts, uh, stickers of the company. 
And That's so, very cool. Yeah. So uh, do you, do you kind of like if somebody requests, I don't know, like add more balls or something like you just mentioned, do you, do you need to hear that a few times or is it just kind of like you said, you know, you just take it to the team and see if how much effort and time and whatnot, or, you know, is there sometimes like you get this big request by, you know, maybe like 10 or 20 people and you're like, well, we should probably add it because we keep getting the same request or is it just a little bit of a juggling kind of balancing act? Now, m most of the changes and the features we're adding, it's because it's a repetitive request. It's a rep repetitive uh, suggestion. Uh, okay. um, at this point of time, the communication is between us and the, and the individual user. There are no communication between themselves, except for the ones who are part of the community. And sometimes they come up with idea by themselves and suggest them to us. Uh, I should mention that there's even one example of a guy who even uh, uh, composed a new soundtrack to one of the games. Really? So we created a whole new character around him. We created a character for him. That's awesome. I, I love the like community involvement, right? And getting, you know, your your users and the fans of your games. You almost like, in some ways, like pay tribute to their loyalty. If that's a good way of putting it, it's exactly that. Um, it's it's like I said, it's all starts and ends with the views of themselves. Sure, no, that that makes a lot of sense. So, I'm kind of curious. You obviously have, you know, a, a bunch of games going on. Um, is there anything that you want to mention that you're going to be launching in the near future that people can, uh, you know, start getting excited about? So we are launching uh, new games every other week, uh, let's say two or three weeks. Uh, wow. You can, first of all, go to the website uh, poa-media.com and register to the newsletter and get updates on the new games and new updates. Okay. But, uh, I do want to mention that we have a couple of games uh, in our sleeves. Uh, very, very interesting games. We're really excited about them, whether it's a puzzle game, a new runner game, a casual game, and we try to innovate all the time, and we try to challenge ourselves ourselves all the time to create new exciting games to the community. Sure. No, I, I think that's awesome. And, and so just go to the website, sign up for the newsletter, and, and then people can look out for those up-and-coming releases? Yeah, and they, and they can even join our community, by the way, in the website. Okay, so um, outside of kind of providing feedback and becoming maybe a beta tester and, and hopefully one day maybe being a trusted person that you could alpha test, is there any other benefits to kind of joining your guys' community? Um, yes, you can uh, be a part of creating, be a part of creating, uh, you can be a part of the game industry, even you're not in the game industry. You can feel... Uh, you, you can understand the challenges that we're facing help us in, 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 in different, um, with different problems we're facing, whether to use this icon, this character, should we do this or that? And most importantly, it's, it's to be a part of something big, it's, it's to, 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 to know and see by yourself that you help to create better games. Sure. No, I, I think that's awesome. So we're kind of coming to the end of this, Ben, and it's been super interesting. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people are, you know, kind of maybe dabbling in this, in this space a little bit. Is there any kind of advice that you'd give to, 
kind of aspiring game developers, things that you maybe learned along the way or, or kind of do's and don'ts that you, you'd recommend to people just kind of starting out? Oh, this, is, this is a very, very challenging question, to, to be honest, because All right. this is most, this, the gaming industry is one of the most, most challenging industry, industry out there. Sure. Uh, um, it's very, even though there are very strict formulas how to create the best game, uh, you hear usually about the only 1% who did succeed and not the 99% who failed right, along the way. Uh, sure. um, I think that eventually is trying, it, when you create your own game or whether joining a big company, try to find a place that really, where you can unleash your creativity, where you can really um, have an impact on the game. And this is what you're trying to do here in the team. This is what we're trying to do with the community, because it's not only one decision maker that decides whether a game will succeed. It's usually a bunch of people, and every uh, every voice counts. And we really encourage it uh, here in the in our organization, at least. No, I, I I think that's really good advice. So you guys are you guys are on Android. You guys are on iOS. Um, any plans to move to other platforms, or or it just doesn't make sense for you guys? Um, you might guess, I'm, as I said, I'm a Mac head and, uh, sure. we do plan to go to, uh, Apple TV, uh, oh, very cool. as the next platform. Uh, but beside that, we think that, uh, the mobile space, uh, for the time being is, is, is the winning space. No, I a hundred percent agree. And it, it makes a lot of sense for you guys to go to the, the Apple TV and maybe if Google ever gets around to sorting out their TV space, I, I know like the Chromecast does kind of well, and you know they launched the Nexus Player and whatnot. But the uptake on that stuff hasn't been big enough that you it probably doesn't even make sense for you guys to really move into that market. Which market? The virtual uh, reality? No, sorry, the uh, like Google's kind of ah, yeah, TV yeah. play. They've yeah. it, their markets are too small. Like, I, and I guess I was curious. Maybe at some point you'd move into kind of the VR. VR space? Um, Maybe. To, to be honest, I know that everybody thinks it's uh, they might be right, but for the time being, I'm a bit skeptic. Skeptic, Not if it will succeed, it's just uh, the time, uh, it, like sure. how long uh, it will take to, to really pick up. Uh, sure, it's pretty early on. Yes, and uh, I prefer to stick with the mobile and maybe on a later stage to move to virtual reality. No, that I I think that's that's really good advice, and I think that makes a lot of sense. And I I actually like the the fact that you basically have these markets defined, you have these platforms, and they're working for you. And you know you'll you'll move to them if they make sense at some point in the future. And there's no point in just kind of trying to be everywhere and and supporting everything because the more platforms you're on, the harder it is to support everything, right? Exactly. Exactly. No, that makes a lot of sense. So. Ben, we're kind of running out of time. Maybe let's close the show with kind of again mentioning where people can find you guys on on uh, you know the App Store and the Play Store and um, online and any other social media you want to mention. So you can find everything in our website. It's uh, poa-media.com where you can join the community, become a beta tester, get our newsletter, uh, see all of our games check our uh, different social media channels. And if you want to check our games directly on your phone, whether Safari for iOS or Chrome for Android, just type in playpoa.co. 
Perfect, Ben. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to do this and be on the show. And, you know, I, I wish you guys continued success because you guys have already had tons of success. And I look forward to, you know, playing your up-and-coming games and following you guys throughout the rest of the year and beyond. And thank you very much, Kevin, for this opportunity. And I hope uh, that it went well. <laughs> no, it was awesome. I'll let you guys go, but thanks again for doing this, and we'll talk soon. Thank you very much, Kevin. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com. Until next time, keep building the future.